And you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. That was 24 Hours by New Rules. Now, I've got some guests here in the studio at the moment, and we're going to be, well, they're all going to be talking about <laughs> um, a very special event that's coming up. So, would you all like to introduce yourselves? Hi, uh, I'm Marissa Betts. I'm an invertebrate paleontologist here at UNE. I'm Phil Bell. I'm a vertebrate paleontologist <laughs> at UNE. And I'm Nick Campione, and I'm also a vertebrate paleontologist <laughs> at UNE. Uh, yeah, so we've come in to chat about the new um, initiative, a, a collaboration between UNE Life, the Belgrave Cinema here in town, and also Tune FM called Cyflix. So this is, I guess, a bit of an outreach um, initiative whereby we use a uh, film with scientific themes as bait to draw the public down to see a movie but also to uh, hear a talk by one of our researchers here at UNE and we've, we're kicking off with Jurassic Park <laughs> which is perfect I think because we have um, one of the biggest and most diverse paleo research groups in Australia the Paleo Science Research Centre um, and Phil and Nick are a huge part of that um, Phil, I wanted to, because you've been here longer than all of us, and you've seen the paleo <laughs> Sounds <science>. ominous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to hear um, about what your, um, uh, how the Paleo Science Research Centre at UNE grew. Like, you would have seen it from the beginning, right? Yeah, I, I joined in 2013, okay. and John Patterson, uh, who's a well-respected uh, expert on... Cambrian fossils, uh, things that are much older than dinosaurs that I work on. Um, but he was the uh, the keeper of <laughs> paleontology at UNE at that point. It was just him. Um, so when I came on board, uh, we instantly had you know a fairly diverse group <laughs> just by the virtue of the fact that we're working on quite different things. Yeah. Uh, me on dinosaurs and him on things like trilobites. Loves trilobites. Um, so. We, we teamed up with another professor, Steve Rowe, who runs the Fear Lab. Uh, he's a, uh, an expert in biomechanics, which is basically looking at how biological forms um, function and move. And we realised we had a, a pretty cool team um, that basically started to cover a lot of uh, paleontology, and, and that's a, a strength that no other university had in Australia at that time. Um, and we've since grown from that. We, we called ourselves the Paleo Science Research Centre because um, we were bringing in um, paleoarchaeologists, you know, people who were studying uh, ancient humans and, and their ancestors, um, micro fossils, which I understand you work on, That's Marissa. What I do, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it started to kind of uh, snowball from, yeah, for sure. from that kind of idea yeah. in, in 2013 and you know now we've had Pulled in the Nick here for the last couple of Nick years. Nick Campioni as well. Uh, what do you work on Nick? Uh, well I work on a variety of different things. I'm probably more interested in the questions uh, that we can answer in terms of long-term evolution in the fossil record. Um, I do have a strong kinship with dinosaurs <laughs> which has been what I've been worked on the most um, but uh, I like to dabble with any kind of group that we can start to we can measure and mm -hmm. um, and look at how they've evolved over time. Uh, when it comes to dinosaurs, I really like to know how fat they are. <laughs> and so uh, body size evolution has been a big set, uh, focus of my research. Get them on a set of scales. Yep. <laughs> I, I want to weigh dinosaurs. 
I, I feel I wanted to, just while we were talking about our research, I popped into your office yesterday morning. There were jars of some lizards preserved mm. in liquid, and I was wondering why <laughs> you had them on your desk, and you told me what were you working on. Yeah, I, <laughs> one of the odd fields that I work in is... Uh, the field of dinosaur skin. Mm. Um, of course, most paleontologists are, are dealing with hard parts, so bones and teeth, of, of vertebrates or exoskeletons if you work yep. on invertebrates. Um, but when I was doing my PhD a long time ago... <laughs> uh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started to realise that there was a heck of a lot of um, dinosaur skin in museum collections that no one had really looked at for you know a hundred years or so oh. since these things had been collected. So this was essentially a resource that was being ignored by paleontologists, but has such a breathes such a life into these Absolutely. animals. And that's one of the things that I really get excited about with paleontology is not looking at them as dead animals mm. and you know lumps of rock, which <laughs> most of them actually are. Um, but as living, breathing creatures interacting with the world around them and interacting with other animals. Um, and this skin was, you know, that's literally their, their flesh. Absolutely. Um, so you can get all kinds of insights into uh, the way that they were interacting with their en environment, mm -hmm. um, their, in some cases their senses, um, the way that they were communicating to other individuals, you know, maybe within a herd mm -hmm. or... Um, uh, in, in the environment. And so part of understanding dinosaur anatomy, in particular their skin, is, is looking at modern scaled yes. animals. So lizards, snakes and, uh, and crocodiles. So yes, I spend some macabre <laughs> time in museum <laughs> collections looking at you know, pickled, <laughs> pickled lizards and pickled snakes <laughs> and, um, in, in order to make sense of what we're looking at in, in the ancient world. It's, it's actually a very important step, I think, mm -hmm. for paleontologists because we need to ground our knowledge uh, on something that we can actually test and see and, and, and observe. Mm -hmm. And the fossil record is, is you know, it's, it's beautiful and it has so many novel things that don't aren't around today. But we nonetheless, we can't just come up with outlandish ideas to explain everything. Yeah. We have to try to ground our opinions, our, our, our hypotheses mm -hmm. on things that we can see today. And so the using extant things is a, is a very good practice, I think, for paleontologists to try to understand the, the fossil record. Mm -hmm. Well, this, I think, is that or the, the idea of dinosaurs as living, breathing organisms is a great segue to talk about Jurassic Park. Um, and I wanted to know, uh, because as an invertebrate paleontologist, I can see how Jurassic Park has infiltrated our science and, and influenced it in so many different ways. But as vertebrate paleontologists, I wanted to get your take on Jurassic Park, particularly the 1993 original. You know, when, when did you first see it? Did you see it as kids? Uh, yep, I, I saw it. I was 11 when I watched it. I <laughs> begged my parents to, to, to take me. And I think actually the first, we lined up to see it and it was sold out. And I was very unhappy and I had to go back the next, the next day and convince my dad to go back again so that he would take me the next day. And we did. Uh, and I didn't sleep for about a week. Uh, I afterwards? Afterwards, yeah. I think I, I, I was crouched the, at the, the foot of my parents' bed oh. for a week because I was just terrified at, the, at, the, at these very lifelike 
reconstructions of, of, of dinosaurs. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I already knew that I wanted to be a paleontologist mm-hmm. at, that, at that point, but I would say that Jurassic Park absolutely sort of consolidated it for Cemented me. Cemented that yeah, for you. Absolutely. Same for you, Phil? Yeah, I was also 11. Um, <laughs> and we were reminiscing about this last night, funnily enough, because I, I watched it with Professor John Patterson, <laughs> uh, who's, who's another paleontologist here at UNE. When you were um, kids? When we were kids. Oh, so we grew up together um, right. in the little south coast town of Dapto. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dapto has produced a, a, a large percentage of Australia's paleontologists. <laughs> um, yeah, so our, our parents took us to see Jurassic Park. And, and like Nick, I'd, I'd known since I was you know, five or something that mm-hmm. I wanted to be a paleontologist. Um, a dinosaur paleontologist in particular? Yeah, I was pretty uninventive. Like, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> never, never strayed. Yeah. Focused. Focused, yeah. Focused is the word, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what did, what did Jurassic Park do for you then? Like in, when you, you, you saw it and it just cemented it for you like Nick and you kept going or like what did you feel when you watched it? I still think it's one of the most original and beautifully created of the CG films yeah. that are out there. I think there was a, a real attention to detail mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to happen these days. Um, yeah, you can still look at this movie, which is 30 years old now, which mm. is terrifying. <laughs> uh, but the the dinosaurs look real. They're, yeah. Their skin, you know, breathes and yes. uh, it, it has a, a real life to it. It's the because they use puppets a lot didn't they? Um, it was a combination. A combination yeah. of, of the, the CG kind of technology yeah. and, and puppets. It, it was inst- an instrumental movie because it actually brought um, what were already established uh, ideas in the dinosaur, mm-hmm. uh, among di- amongst dinosaur paleontologists, uh, to the forefront of the, pu- of the public. Mm-hmm. Um, so originally, no dinosaurs were considered very much these big, lumbering, slow animals. Um, and starting somewhere in the 50s, 60s, the sentiment among paleontolo- dinosaur paleontologists was that this is probably not not true. Mm. And, and, and so dinosaurs went through with what was called the Renaissance, <laughs> where they, they reconsidered some of these. And in fact, the, some of the stuff that the field was doing, they, they started to consider them on a much more biological level. Yeah. Um, and what came to that realization was that actually these animals were probably a lot more agile. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not, you know, those slow lizards of the of the late 1800s. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a as a result of, of that, the the field had changed, but the general public had not necessarily changed their opinions. They still had that original idea, and I think Jurassic Park was instrumental in changing that opinion. Sure. And all of a sudden, yeah, dinosaurs were back were, were terrifying creatures. Yeah that were very fast and we and very smart. Yeah. Um, so and I think it still is kind of the benchmark for a public knowledge of what dinosaurs are and how they behaved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and although it's 30 years old and a lot of our ideas have changed since then, it's a much better understanding than where we would have been without it. Yeah, and it had those like really fundamental evolutionary ideas about the relationships between birds and di- and dinosaurs for example that you know maybe people hadn't necessarily picked. I think that's probably a common thing yeah. for people to understand now. Um, yeah. Um it, it was kind of a, a new renaissance in yeah, right. in a lot of ways. Uh, as Nick said it, it brought ideas that were already yeah. you know, 40 years old um at that point uh to to the the general public Mm -hmm. 
and you know we can't do that generally as <laughs> as researchers sometimes it takes a little bit of hollywood yeah. <laughs> um, to get those ideas out so you know people like to to moan about the mm-hmm. inaccuracies yeah of Jurassic i was gonna Park. ask you about those but, but you guys don't seem too worried about any of those things. It's still Hollywood. Yeah. You know, if you want a documentary, <laughs> yeah. you know, go to David Attenborough. <laughs> um, as far as a Hollywood blockbuster goes, mm-hmm. like I think it did a terrific job. Yeah. It, it actually served an education purpose, which is not, I think, common for most Hollywood films. Right, absolutely. Um, and this one absolutely did that. So do, what, so do you think, have you guys read the book? Uh, by Michael Crichton. No. Yeah. Um, what do you think the, uh, the the input of that had on the film, I guess, in terms of creating something that was so accessible or I guess it's a Spielberg-Crichton kind of combo mm-hmm. in that way? Like. I, I read the book after uh-huh. after watching the movie, yep. uh, which may actually have been a, a good idea. Mm. I think often when you read a book first mm. and then you watch a movie, you criticize the movie <laughs> for not matching what, you know, was yeah, okay. was very engaging when, uh, as, as a book. But I, by doing it the other way around, I think I gained an appreciation for how well-crafted the movie was as an adaptation. It didn't try to fit everything that the book had to offer. It tried to come up mm-hmm. with its own yep. sort of um, uh, version of it that it can condense into the, the length of a, of, a, of a movie. But it still captured a lot of the, um, the, the essence of what the book was about. Mm-hmm. I, I always felt that. Felt that. Yeah, I really want to read the book. I'm, I'm quite keen. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I guess there's, they, they touch on it on, in the movie, but the book is probably more about chaos theory than it is about dinosaurs. Right. And that a little bit they touch on that in the in the in, yeah. in, in the movie, but that's they kind that, of nod to it, don't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, but I think yeah, it, it is an amazing movie that it really it didn't overdo the 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 the, the, the computer graphics. No. It, it used the right amount it needed. Yeah. To convey to convey the story. I wanted to ask as well about um, the impact that Jurassic Park has had on subsequent um, paleontological research, because obviously, like, you guys went and saw it as kids, and now you're paleontologists. Do you reckon this has happened for a lot of people? Like, you know, nowadays is your generation, you know, coming up with all sorts of new paleontological theories and ideas, like, and without Jurassic Park, do you think this sort of stuff would be happening? Well, I, th- I think there's enough Jurassic Park movies out there now that <laughs> there's a movie for every generation. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> I, I won't say anything about the uh, the quality of the subsequent films, but absolutely the, the yes. influence. I, I mean, I, I was going to say as well, like that that one of the drawbacks I have observed is maybe, and I don't know if you would agree that the franchise might have fetishized the science a little bit and maybe drawn there might be some negative connotations. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, I think it certainly changed the the initial, um, I think, impact mm-hmm. that Jurassic Park had mm-hmm. on you know, generations of kids uh, like ourselves going to the movies and, and seeing it. Um, but, you know, ev- everyone takes something different home from any movie and... Mm-hmm. You know whether it's to go there and criticize it or to to feed off the the excitement of you know seeing mm-hmm. dinosaurs reconstructed in <laughs> in such a way you know each to their own that's right yeah what do you think Nick um I always felt that I mean I guess one, one can make the argument that Hollywood it's not the the job of Hollywood to educate the public mm-hmm. uh, but I always felt that it was just the 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 movies that came after Jurassic Park 
disappointed me in the sense that it, they had the opportunity to do some the same that Jurassic Park did was mm-hmm. to, to to change the public's knowledge of um, of dinosaurs mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, you know, they, they in the in the ninety three movie they hinted about you know the connection between dinosaurs and birds, mm-hmm. but the real evidence that linked dinosaurs to birds came in the late nineties. Right. Um, and the the whole discovery of feathered dinosaurs and. Yeah, I, I guess I was a bit disappointed in that they 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 prioritize the continuity of the films right. rather than the the information that that they could have conveyed. And like I said, they don't, it wasn't their job to do that, but still, they had the opportunity to do that. Is there any kind of um, paleontological concepts that you wish that they would have tackled instead, or something, some um, taxa that you wish they would have brought to life? I mean, I guess the the, the classic one we just you know feathers. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that was probably you know one of the biggest changes in uh, in our understanding of of dinosaur evolution mm-hmm. you know, during the the mid nineties. These reams of incredible fossils were coming out of mm-hmm. China. Dinosaurs that had feathers, you know, they they looked like crows and carawongs, you know, laid out in a slab of rock. But these were dinosaurs. It was. You know, absolutely startling, um, and there's you know almost a, a new species coming out of China every week. <laughs> um, it's an incredible rate of discovery to to the extent that it's kind of you know we've become blasé about it. Right. Um, but it was such a, a radical change in our thinking that yeah, it's it's kind of baffling to to mm. realise that you know, Jurassic Park just kind of. Um, hasn't got ignored on board that. With that. Yeah. 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 Is it? Do you think like the limitations of the um, CGI technology that to replicate those oh, definitely features? Not. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, no, they, they had uh, had consultants. Okay. You know, actual paleontological consultants for these films from mm-hmm. from the original and 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 through to the the more recent ones. Uh, so they've certainly been um, you know versed on yeah. on the changes. Uh, and new discoveries over the years mm. but you know it's still hollywood maybe maybe there'll be more <laughs> in the future <laughs> and they'll be flying dinosaurs <laughs> oh, there's there's always ways to reimagine Jurassic Park again Absolutely. and redo it in a, in a different light yeah could be could be fun um so you guys have kids have you have your kids seen Jurassic Park the original or any of the subsequent films no, my my boys are still a, a bit young for yeah. that. Yeah, I did expose uh, my eldest to Jurassic Park uh, when he was about one, so no. he does he not remember, remember that. He doesn't remember that. That's why I was okay <laughs> of him 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 watching it, but uh, I've not since exposed him. Uh, so I was debating actually maybe maybe bringing him to the Cyflix show, showing of it. Yeah. Uh, he's a bit younger than I was, and right. given how terrified I was... That's right, yeah. I'm, I, I hesitate to whether... Am, am, I, am, I, am I doing how the old, wrong how thing? How old is he exactly? He's nine. Yeah. I think that's about how old I... Because I'm a little bit younger than you guys, but I was just saying before we started that my parents... I probably begged my parents to take me, and they were they relented, of course, mm-hmm. and I was about that age, and just it just scared the absolute crap yeah, out of me. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let me turn it on you. How did it influence your oh, journey through you know, paleontology? Phil, um, I, as a child, I loved dinosaurs. Like I think it, that I, every kid probably loves dinosaurs. But I um, and I had books ab- about them, and I learned all their names and confused my parents and about you know with pronouncing them and everything. Um, but uh, I think I 
just grew out of it a little bit. Um, so, you know, my my journey back into paleontology is one that's quite convoluted. But um, you know, coming back in, I do I remember so vividly seeing Jurassic Park and the effect that it had on me. And um, and as an invertebrate paleontologist, who I sort of feel like um, an invert paleo in a vert paleo world sometimes, especially here because there's a lot of vert paleos, you know. And I see a lot of the guys who are doing vert paleo research. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are Jurassic Park kids, like <laughs> for sure, <laughs> you know. Um, and um, it's hard as an invertebrate paleontologist not to resent the attention that mm. um, dinosaurs get. Um, certainly, you know, dinosaurs don't need any help with PR, right? Like, it's sort of why we led with Jurassic Park for Cyflix, right? Yep. It will get people in the door. Um, a, a film about, you know, invertebrate uh, animals burrowing into sand is probably like, <laughs> not going to get so many people. Well, those trilobites got pretty big, though. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so for me to do like new science outreach and stuff, to I have to work quite hard to explain to people what I do and why it's exciting mm-hmm. and important, right? Mm-hmm. Like for you yeah. guys, like you just say, I work on dinosaurs and everyone's just like loses their mind. Right? <laughs> so, you know, um, it's a little bit different, but I, you know, I, I, I love the fact that Jurassic Park brought people into the science, right? And yes. It doesn't necessarily translate to everyone just frothing over dinosaurs, but to understand evolution and life on Earth in the past, like that's critical, and you can't, you just can't take away from that. It's a good vector. Yeah, I, I think it's it's an important gateway drug to science. <laughs> I've always called dinosaurs a gateway drug. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and if it's a bit Hollywoodized, yeah, yeah, so be it. Mm-hmm. But if it gets people talking about science. Yeah. Hundred um, percent, and you know, thinking outside the box of what they thought might be a reasonable career. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think as um, because dinosaurs are so popular, um, and dino- paleontology in general is very popular. I feel like we have quite a serious responsibility as paleontologists to use that as a vehicle for science outreach and to mm. educate people about mm-hmm. science. Right? Like, True. it's it's kind of a it's a it's low hanging fruit really for paleontologists, yeah. um, and you guys both do quite a bit of that. So, yeah, <laughs> pick the low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the science outreach. <laughs> um, I guess uh, we're kind of um, getting the wrap up sign. So um, I'll thank both of you guys. Thanks Phil and Nick for coming in to talk about Jurassic Park no, and thank um, you, paleontology. Yeah. Thank you, Marissa. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Cheers. Yes, thank you all for coming in. And also, for any listeners, don't forget to go along to UNE SciFlix. The first one is on May 20th at Belgrave Cinema at 6pm. And as we've been talking about, we'll be watching Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. So make sure to head on down to that. So uh, let's get back into the music, though. Uh, You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM, and we have... In celebration of (laughs) Jurassic Park, over it by by Dinosaur Jr.
keep it coming.